Welcome to Carnage at Ringside Wrestling Podcast, coming to you from a remote location at Jake's house. Always. I'm Dustin, this is Jake, and we are bringing you the Attitude Era Part 2. Now, Jake, on the last episode, we talked about the basically the events post-Montreal Screwjob yeah. leading up to WrestleMania 14. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked over DX, Kane and Undertaker, the right. rise of Austin, mm-hmm. and... The early tension that was building between Austin McMahon, and yeah. that's what we're going to touch up on today. Yeah, made for great TV in the coming years. Now we're getting the full-blown Austin McMahon. Yeah. The, the glory years. Yeah, it's really kicking in. Because um, this very next night after WrestleMania, we get the uh, Vince presents Austin with a new title. Yep. Uh, Vince pretty much tells Austin, you know, he doesn't like the rebellious attitude. That's not how a champion's supposed to be. Yep. And uh, Austin proceeds to give him a stunner. Yep. He um, went He went to jail that he night. He went to jail that <laughs> night. As uh, many times. Many, the first of many times, that was one of the most memorable ones. If Steve Austin wasn't going to jail for something, yeah. you know, it just wasn't raw. It wasn't raw. It wasn't raw. Um, and that's when their feud really kicked off. The next week, Austin comes out in a suit and swears he's going to play nice with Vince. Remember that? Yep. Yeah, he's going to be the corporate champion. He's taking pictures with Vince. Yeah, because he had the cop take a picture. Yeah, he had the cop take a picture. And then he's like, you better get this developed, son, because this is the last absolute time. last time. And he rips off the suit and he has the shirt on the back and it says 316, hell yeah. yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hits Vince in the grapefruits and Vince all like, and then Vince Austin takes another picture of Vince holding the oh, grapefruits. I love it. I love good, it. Good TV. And it had so many great segments. Um, oh, it was fantastic. Coming up, man. I mean, it was uh, filling the uh, Vince's, um, what was the car with cement? Cement, yeah, yeah. his Corvette. His Corvette, Corvette, yeah. Corvette, yeah. Filled it with cement. Uh, just so many great things that they did with that. Um, My favorite had to have been the when Vince was in the hospital. Yes. And uh, Austin posts as a doctor, and he said, oh, I'll take it from here, I'll nurse. I'll take it from here, nurse. Beats up on him and hits him in the head with a, a bedpan. The bedpan. <laughs> Those things are thick, too. Vince was like, it really almost knocked me out. Yeah. It was it was good stuff. Yeah. Um, continue on that a little bit more with the Austin. Um, you know, he starts a feud with Dude Love. That's his first title defense. Yep. Um you know, and, and the dude love thing came up when um, Austin Vince had their first match overall. Yeah, it did because That's dude love came out. Dude love here. came out, and uh, it's worth mentioning too that match was the first night that WWE won the ratings. Yes, in uh, eighty-four weeks. Yes, mm-hmm. was it? Yeah, it was eighty-four weeks. Eighty-four weeks. Because um, that uh, main event where we thought we was going to have Austin Vince was huge numbers. Oh, it it. it it blew WCW it did. It was out of order. Uh, Jericho even went on to say, I, 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 was, I was watching a documentary, I think it was the Monday Night War, mm-hmm. and it was it was talking about that that particular night. Yeah. And Jericho said WCW, you know, 83 weeks in a row, mm-hmm. and uh, on the 84th week, Eric Bischoff lowered down on, yeah. a, on a, a, a motorbike, and he's like... You know, it's good to be king, we're winning the ratings, blah, 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 blah. I remember that, yeah. And then that same night, Raw won, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean, Bischoff made a lot of mistakes like that, which we'll cover in a future episode of Monday Night Wars. But, um, yeah, that was the first night that WWE pulled away in the ratings. They Mm -hmm. would go back and forth again for a while. Yep. Um, 
So with that, Vince actually fires Austin too. For it was like one week, and then Austin came out with the bang three sixteen. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was classic. I, yeah. I really enjoyed how they played off the. My, my favorite moment of that was uh, it Vince was being himself. Vince peeing himself. <laughs> that was funny. Um, but the week before, yeah, when they're they're getting ready to promote the show, mm-hmm. and Austin was up there on on the stage, and of course McMahon was in the wheelchair, and he had the corporation yeah. around him, mm-hmm. and he's like, Austin's like, you know, Vince, I make too much damn money for this company. You don't have the balls to fire me. And yeah. Vince grabs the mic and he goes. Uh, pal, I got the balls the size of grapefruits, yeah. and this Sunday you're gonna be picking seeds out of your teeth. <laughs> yeah. But that was um, uh, their feud was just legendary, and it and it fit it fit to a T. It did. It, it, it they worked so well together, and it, it created some memorable moments. But I wanted to touch up. Um, let's go, and I, I don't see it in your notes, but we're gonna go ahead and touch up on it because it's interesting. The summer of '98, the highway to hell. Yes. Mm-hmm. What was your, what are your thoughts on how they played that out with Kane, Undertaker, Mankind, and Austin, pretty mm-hmm. much all headlining the summer? They did. I mean, it was like I said, this was obviously WWE's WWF, whatever you want to say. It was it was their most profitable time. They had so many stars mm-hmm. going into SummerSlam that year. Oh yeah. Um. You know, you had The Rock coming into his own with coming out of the nation. He oh, was, yeah. He was getting ready to become a main event. I mean, he was on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, with The Undertaker, Kane, Austin, they kind of had that feud going through the summer. Yeah. Because wasn't it like in a triple threat match, they both pinned Austin for the belt? Yeah. That was when um, they vacated the belt. Yeah. And... Uh, the next... Yeah. I'm trying to remember all the events, but I know, like I said, then we had Austin and... Well, we had Austin Taker. Well, it was at um, we had Austin and Taker versus Kane and Mankind at the July pay per view, which was uh, breakdown. Break breakdown. Yeah, Yeah. it was like an in your house in your house breakdown or something. Um, Then SummerSlam, we get the face versus face match, Mm -hmm. Austin and Taker, which was a hell of a match. Yeah, Um, Taker took that high spot on the the top row through the table. And and uh, Austin still Austin, says, yeah. he says, you know, they had talked it over, but, you know, he didn't think Taker was actually going to do it. And right. he said when that leg hit him, oh, my God. But, but uh, it's one of Austin's favorite matches, he said it. And Austin actually got knocked out in that match, too. Yeah. Because he was getting ready to um, Undertaker, like, bent over for a backdrop. Yeah. And Austin kicked him, and Taker came up, and back of his head caught Austin's jaw. Yep. He said he didn't, he didn't know. Austin was like, I was literally out for, like, five seconds. Yeah, he didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Um, but the the summer was headlined by Kane and Undertaker at mm-hmm. – or not Kane and but, excuse me, Austin and Taker at yeah. SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Then we move on to the next pay-per-view, which I believe – I don't remember the name of it, but it was it was the September pay per view, and that was when they vacated the belt. Yeah, when Kane and Undertaker both pinned him, and then the October one was when we got the Kane and Undertaker for the title. Austin was, was forced to be special referee, and he wouldn't count. And he wouldn't count. <laughs> he counted both of them down. Yeah, and that's when McMahon fired him. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we move on because. Like, we pretty much, even though we kind of breezed through it in yeah. seven minutes, the early parts of, like, 
the Austin era mm-hmm. were pretty much that. It was Kane and, and Undertaker and Mankind. It was, um, of course, right after Mania, Taker and um, uh, Kane continued their rivalry with the Inferno match. Which oh, is, it was um, classic. Classic, um, very innovative, groundbreaking. Out of, uh, it was definitely out of their element. It was. It was, it was really good. Um, I know Taker had concerns about how they was going to wrestle in a ring that was you know, on fire. On fire, pretty much. Um but the way WWF set that up, an Inferno match is really hard. You got to have two, you know, pretty two good talents to pull something like that off. You do. Um, so They're two of the best workers. It was two of the best workers. A memorable spot where the Undertaker comes over the yeah. top rope. Yep. Onto Vader and Kane. Yep. With his uh, legendary suicide dive. All of this fantastic. Um, and been- it just such an. It made such a great video clip for Taker's career because it had the fire and everything. Oh, it's so great. You see it in any Taker video clips. So. Yeah. That um, clip is one that will live on for ages. It is. It really is. Um, I know uh, you mentioned last time, too, um, you want to talk a little bit about The Nation. Give, yeah. give me a breakdown of The Nation, some of your thoughts through the Attitude Era of The Nation. The Nation was uh, one of the first edgy things that the that It we really did. was. It was very, very edgy. It was a... It was racial. It pushed racial boundaries. It did. It was edgy. It did. It was very edgy. Pushed a lot of racial boundaries, mm-hmm. and it was. Uh, it gave a lot of new stars an opportunity to grow. It um, did. Farouk really broke out in the nation, and mm-hmm. you know he would even further break out in the APA later on. But but the nation was really like. A, I mean, D'Lo Brown, Mark Henry, uh, Kama eventually joined and became the Godfather, yeah, the Godfather later, on. later on. But his 80th gimmick. <laughs> Um, and his best. But the nation itself, like you said, it was edgy. And for the time, it pushed a lot of racial boundaries mm-hmm. when there was a lot of racial tension going yeah, on. It, it really was. And uh, they spoke on those issues. Mm-hmm. And they were speaking the truth. And uh, moving on, it just, I think the nation evolved so much. But there wasn't a, a, a star that was growing out of it. There, there wasn't. There I mean, wasn't. like you said, it, it helped launch the careers of some of these guys, but there wasn't a breakout star like that was really going to grab the, the attention. The biggest the biggest thing that happened to the nation was, uh, and this is a quick story. I know how my stories can take a little time, <laughs> but this is a quick one. 80-minute episode coming up. <laughs> the Rock had uh, Rocky Maivia. Yeah. He got injured at WrestleMania, a little bit after WrestleMania, yeah. and vacated the belt. Um, I believe he vacated the belt. But anyway... So he's out. He either vacated or did a quick loss. I yeah. can't remember what it was. But he was off for a few months and he said he gets a call and Vince McMahon was like, Hey, pal, ugh, want to bring you back. Yeah. You know, wh- what do you think about turning heel? And he's like, Vince, I've, I've never been a heel. I'm a good guy. And he mm-hmm. said, No, 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 no. Do you not hear the crowd? People yeah, are literally chanting, Die, Rocky, die. They're booing you out of the building. And they're like, You know, give them a reason to hate you. Mm-hmm. You know, they're hating you because they don't they don't like you, so give them that reason. So he call uh, he says, "Look, I'll do it, but I want two minutes on the mic. It's all I need is two yeah. minutes." And he goes out there and he cuts an amazing promo and joins the nation. Joins the nation and as the Rock as no. the Rock. Yeah, he don't want to be Rocky Maivia. And he developed the Rock that we came to love and know. Yeah, I mean, I'm like like you said, the nation great factor or great faction just needed that breakout star. To grab everybody's attention even more, and it was definitely The Rock. I mean, oh yeah, um, he went on to he went on to build an entire legacy. He did. And uh, one thing that I really liked too about this was um, 
they had a lot of moments with another stable, DX. Yeah, I was actually I got some, <laughs> I got some notes I wanted to touch on DX. Um, of course, after um, WrestleMania 14, mm-hmm. Michaels yep. is out. Yep. Um, Triple H comes out the next night, talks about how Sean dropped the ball. Yeah. And uh, you know, says he's rebuilding DX. Yeah. Um, Xbox returns. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Hunter's like, you know, you look to your friends, the click, and everybody's like, call oh, you, who's it going to be? Call it Nash. Yeah. But it turns out to be X-Pac. Turns out to be X-Pac, who uh, actually got fired from WCW. He did. Um, and I I don't think, I think Bischoff fired him through mail, if I'm not mistaken. I think he did, yeah. yeah. Um, not so even a get, phone call. <laughs> we get X-Pac returns. Um, the Outlaws joined the same night. Yeah, later on, which was perfect because they had, perfect. They had been recruiting the Outlaws. They have, yeah. yeah. And the Outlaws was really coming into their own as a tag team. We oh. talked about how they had the dumpster match. with yep. Cactus, and Rockabilly, Chainsaw. and the Roadie joined mm-hmm. the roadie. and <laughs> and became one of the most memorable tag with one of the most memorable catchphrases too. Oh yeah, I mean they had a great entrance, great look, great catchphrases. Awesome. Yeah, they fit DX perfect too. They fit the Attitude Era mm-hmm. perfect. Um, so I know where he's going with that uh, nation versus DX. Yes, he's had some great uh, moments, matches, segments. The 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 most memorable segment is when the the DX came out and they mimicked the nation. Yes, and great. you had the Rock as the Croc. The Croc. You I know. think uh, I wrote it down somewhere. Uh, Road Dog was B-Lo Brown. Yeah, great stuff. Yeah. B-Lo Brown. He B-Lo Brown, and then. Um, uh, X-Pac was Mezark Henry. Mezark Henry. <laughs> I think... Um, Billy Gunn was like... The Gunfather. The Gunfather, yeah. yeah. And uh, probably the most memorable would have been um, Jason Sensation, the little yeah, it was, uh, uh, comedian. Owen Hart, right? Owen Hart. Yeah. Yeah, he, did, he, played, he pulled that off really well. He did. I look like a damn road sign. <laughs> That's when Owen Hart had the danger caution on its logo. Yeah. Came out wearing caution tape. Yeah, that was great. Um, and, you know, Triple H, they uh, smell what the crock is cooking. I just, came from, I the just came from the bathroom. Yeah. Woo-wee! You Dr- smell what the crock is cooking. Yeah, both of those factions was really coming into their own. Um, great <laughs> stuff from both factions. So you knew they was going to collab like that. Oh, yeah. And it made for some great TV. Oh, yeah. Um, around this time, too, you got tension between The Rock and Farouk. Oh, yeah. Um, with the nation. Because Farouk's supposed to be the leader. And The Rock Rock's is quickly taking over. Quickly taking over. And we get the great segment with The Rock um, buying everybody gifts. Yes. He bought all of his... He bought all the Nation members Rolexes. $15,000 $15, Rolexes. And gave Farouk a special, a gift. special gift. And, and and Farouk, it's a big gift. And oh, Farouk's like, Farouk's like, oh man, you know, and he, un- he tears it open and it's a picture of The Rock. <laughs> The Rock said, like, "You can hang that up on your bedroom wall." And I think, I think that was when The Rock was IC champ. It was because I remember yeah. the line. He's like, "And Farouk, you can now remember that The Rock is the best damn, damn Intercontinental, Intercontinental champ, champ there ever was." Yeah, great stuff. So uh, Farouk ends up splitting away from the Nation. Yeah, they have that little feud together, and then The Rock um, really becomes very popular because it's. it's his catchphrases and stuff are catching on, and they're hilarious. Oh, they the are. The fans are digging it. Jabroni. Jabroni, smell what the rock is cooking, all that. They're really catching on. So we have the rock actually turns um, turns face for a short period. He does, because the nation turns on him. nation turns Mark Henry and D'Lo and all. They turn on the rock. Yeah, because the Godfather breaks off kind of silently. He does. He just kind of he was He was like the first member. Mm-hmm. Um, 
one of the first members, and he kind of breaks off silently and starts doing the whole Godfather thing. He does not too long after, because mm-hmm. um, he because the first he started coming out with the hose shortly after he did SummerSlam, and um, then Belo, Belo, I mean, excuse me, <laughs> Belo, Belo, and Mark end up becoming a tag team, mm-hmm. and. They, uh, they just, um, I mean, they, they had really good chemistry together. They, they did. did. They had good they chemistry. Really did. And then they turn on The Rock, obviously. And mm-hmm. it's funny because around this time, we're getting sexual chocolate. Yeah. Because Mark is starting to have feelings for China. For China, yeah. He God. starts writing <laughs> those poems. Sexual chocolate, give me. China, curse. you are my woman. <laughs> and then <laughs> eventually. The peak of sexual chocolates with Mae Young. Yes. She gives birth to Dane. Yes. Which was god-awful TV, but yet it, it's it's very memorable because it was so funny. One of my favorite moments of sexual chocolate was whenever he uh, he slept with the man. Yeah. Sammy, China's friend. China's friend, yeah. I just, I just remember uh, Mark was begging China not to show the video because his mama was in the audience. Yeah. And China's like, you want to screw me? Well, I'll screw you. And she's like, not in that way either, Mark. And then she shows the video, and it's like Mark's sitting in the bathroom, and this this woman, like, rubbing up on him. And he's like, oh, let me get some. He he reaches down, and he's like, oh, sweet Jesus, you got a penis. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. It was 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 such great TV. But Um, back to The Rock. Yeah, back to The Rock. So... The Rock has this face run, which isn't really the best, but it's like... I think it was too soon. Like, um, the, when he was in the nation there towards the end, he was getting a lot of pops. But I think when they, they actually turned him face, man, they tried to shove him to the moon. They did, and I think... It, 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 what, it was a little too fast. What they did was they wanted... Because he was starting to have that change of character, change of attitude. He was now a good guy. Yeah. Uh, I think it was perfect, actually, because just a few short months later, mm-hmm. we get the heel turn. Yeah, the corporate, the corporate rock, rock. SummerSlam or Survivor Series '98. Yeah, Deadly Game, mm-hmm. and uh, which had that god awful theme song. It's a deadly yeah, game. Yeah, awful. And um, so that was another moment in the Austin McMahon books because uh, Vince was in the wheelchair for. Goodness, how long yeah. and uh i just he was at ringside yeah they played off of the 1997 survivor series yeah and screw mankind possibly. and uh but uh, austin had given mankind the stunner mm-hmm. and you know he's like one two and vince jumps out of that chair and pulls the ref out yeah well you know, beats him up, and then they're like, well, Austin gives Mankind another stunner. Mm-hmm. And then I just, JR's like, like, where's the ref? And here comes Shane running out. Yeah. And he has a ref shirt on, and he was faced at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, he had been, he was the one that re-signed Steve Austin. Yeah, this was the, this was the night the corporation was born. It was. It was, because he comes, and he counts one, two, and then... He's like, keeps his hand raised, and Jared's like, three, where's three? And he mm. flips Austin off. Yeah. And, and, and he screwed Austin. And let me tell you, that right there, 
was big stuff. Mm-hmm. But it created one of one of my favorite moments, which happened the next night on Raw, mm-hmm. when the the corporation's out there celebrating, and, and the Rock is out there spewing his catchphrases, right. and Vince is out there, you know, doing Vince, and Austin comes out, and he's like. Uh, you know, I what I got here is a signed contract saying that mm-hmm. that I do get a, a, a championship shot. Yep. And Vince is like, you know, you, you know that doesn't count because you already had your shot. Mm-hmm. And Austin's like, it's in writing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And he took it to a judge and everything. And I just remember him throwing the the paper at Vince, and Vince is like stomping on the ground, stomping it, and stomping on the ground. Yeah. But um, which. Le- leading into 99, though, because we pretty much touched on a lot well, of... One thing I also want to touch on 98, and it's a little bit to do with Mankind, because um, he had a great late 1998. He did. Um, he did. He had the infamous Hell in a Cell match with The Undertaker. Oh, my God, That yes. finished up their rivalry. Oh, my he God. He barely survived, literally. How? Survived. How he survived, I don't um, know. And then, of course, we talked about The Rock just turning heel. He's yep. champion now, corporate champion. Corporate. Him and Mankind had some great matches they did. Um, going into the late part of 98 and in 99. They did. And the first one, we touched about it on our Royal Rumble episode, yep. the I Quit match. Yep. And then they had the empty arena match, well, halftime heat. Well, let's not forget, though, we're, we're, we're forgetting a few matches. Mm-hmm. Because they had the match at 98. Uh, rock bottom. Yes, mm-hmm. and that because that was the night that Austin and McMahon or Austin and Taker had the the buried alive match. The buried alive match, yeah. Um, but uh, but Rock and Mankind had their first match mm-hmm. their first together. Match, yep. And the Rock, uh, he, Mankind got screwed somehow. I believe. I think Mankind uh, got screwed by interference. I can't remember. I think I McMahon remember, I remember that was their first match. Yeah. Then their next one was on Raw, the mm-hmm. first Raw of 99, which was taped in 98, but Yeah, and that's, that's where they January tried to give 4th. the results away, right? On yep. Nitro. That is, the, that is the moment when the war shifted because... Nitro never won again. No, they, they never did. Uh, Nitro had advertised... They were in the Georgia Dome, I think. I can't remember where they was at, but they, they big, started... They were like sixty thousand seat yeah. arena, and they started the night hot because their their advertised main event was Goldberg and Hogan, and Hogan or Nash Goldberg and Nash mm-hmm. the rematch. Yeah, and Goldberg got arrested for stalking Miss Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. So Hogan comes back, and they're like, "Oh my goodness, this is going to be good." Well, beforehand, was that the night the finger poke of doom? Yes, yeah. the finger <laughs> poke of doom. No wonder they lost the ratings. The famous line though was, I believe Eric Bischoff was on commentary and he said if you're thinking about changing the city or changing a channel no, that was shivani it was shivani yeah because shivani was like if you're thinking about changing a channel don't yeah. because mankind wins the wwf title on monday night raw yeah who wrestled here is cactus jack yeah and bobby heenan i think was well, the one he was like that'll put butts in seats yeah, yeah. that'll put butts in the seats yeah. and everyone switched over to watch yeah. mankind I mean, win the title I mean, it was click and everybody went to USA Network, and Nitro never won the ratings. Again. Which that was that was that was great too, because it created one of the biggest pops for Austin. It did when Austin came out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But rolling into '99, mm-hmm. like you said, they had the I Quit match, the I Quit the match at the Rumble, which was, and then they had the halftime heat match during Super Bowl, in the yep. empty arena. Which that was, was that great. Was, that was when. Oh my goodness, that was great. When they went to catering. They and went to catering. They went to um, the offices, the loading dock. Mankind won with a forklift. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. The Rock is like, 
by God, the rock says you better get this damn forklift oh, off. Just trash talking him the whole time. <laughs> oh, it was, it which was great stuff. Um, I I love uh, the. One of the funniest moments was because you know King was always like a big heel guy. He loved, yeah. I mean, and The Rock was his favorite whenever mm-hmm. he was heel. And I just remember The Rock at St. Valentine's Day Massacre when The Rock won the title mm-hmm. for the very the, he 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 won the title back and um was heading to WrestleMania yeah. to face Austin. Well, we're gonna cover a little bit of that. Um, because I took some notes from the Rumble on to finish up our episode. Yes. But uh, let's go ahead and take a break. Yeah, we're going to take a break, hear from our sponsor. Hear from our sponsor, and we'll be right back to finish up uh, Attitude Era Part 2. Welcome back from the break. Carnage at Ringside Wrestling Podcast. We are on Attitude Era Part 2. Yep. Covering 98 to 99, essentially the Austin era. Yeah. And now we talked over course 98 with you know highway to hell yep highway to hell which you know austin mankind mm-hmm. kane undertaker we covered we covered the, the, the nation the nation yep later part of 98 with the rock finally becoming a main event mm-hmm. uh turning heel joining the corporation yep man him and mankind having that hel- awesome feud awesome there feud. Fall in early so 99 now we're at 99 we're at 99 and this becomes like the real juicy stuff for the culmination of yeah. McMahon Austin, I mean, we got more of it, but well, 90, this was the big feud. Going going into ninety nine and ninety nine one was really the the late ninety eight and going into ninety nine was the juicy part of the Attitude Era. Oh, it was great. It was probably the best year of the Attitude Era. It, it was. It's it, really full it was swing the, now. It was the peak. Yeah, it was the peak. We're going full swing now. Crash TV is at its highest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Um, the Rumble. Vince yes. wins the Rumble. Yes. Um, we've talked. We talked a little bit about that in our Rumble episode. And the Rock. The Rock causes the end. The, the win. The Rock causes the win. So um, the next night on Raw, Vince is like, you know, I won the Rumble, but I'm forfeiting my match because obviously his guy is the champion. He says, Vince is like, there's no need for a title match." In well, media. Vince's explanation was, "I don't want to hurt the Rock too bad. Yeah. I don't want to put the hurt on the Rock too bad. You know, so I'm gonna save the Rock that embarrassment. Yeah. Because he's like." He cuts the famous promo, and he goes, I woke up this morning, and oh my. Can you imagine the embarrassment I would have to put The Rock through? Yeah. <laughs> and The Rock's just looking at him like, what? <laughs> and, yeah, so The Rock, so we're not going to have, it looks like we're not going to have a WrestleMania match. And then, all of a sudden, the commissioner, yes. Shawn Michaels. Which, Shawn becomes commissioner in 98. Shawn became commissioner in 98. He came on the Titantron, and he's like, look, Vinny. Yeah. There's got to be a WrestleMania main event. Yeah. In the rule book, and it, this was never exercised before, in the rule book, uh, it supposedly stated that if the winner of the, was, Rumble. Of the Rumble was incapable of competing at or, WrestleMania or forfeited. or forfeited, then it would go up to, to the, the runner-up. Runner up, so Austin was guaranteed. Yeah. And, and you, you know, could tell Vince was just like the classic Vince look. Oh, yeah. At first, he was shocked, then he was mad, and, you know. And he, uh, Austin's like, you know, listen here. He's like, we're going to have, he's like, I will put my title match Mm -hmm. up for grabs against you in a match. Yeah. McMahon's like, okay, you know, I'm listening. And he's like, but I'm going to make sure your your little carcass ain't going anywhere. It's going to be a steel Steel cage, cage. which was great. One of my favorite matches. 
it was a great match. Um, Austin and Vince really played that up well. And we're getting ready to talk a little bit about the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Yes. Um, the cage match was huge because it, um, like you said, Austin's title shot was on the line. Yes. Um, Vince takes that hellacious bump off the top of the cage to the announcer's table. Um, I don't know how he didn't break his hip. So, oh, my goodness. Um, he said he had a bruise all, all the way, way up down. his body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a nasty bump. Um, and we also get the introduction of um, the Big Show, which, well, he'd become the Big Show. The Paul, Paul, Paul White. Paul White debuts. Um, didn't he come through the mat? Yes. He actually, because um, there was a moment when, because Austin kept getting back in the ring. Yeah, because he kept obviously flipping him had off. the match won, yeah. And there's a moment when he's just beating up on McMahon, yeah. and Paul White comes through the ring, yeah. takes Austin and Throws him at the cage. Keeps throwing him through the cage. Well, yeah. the cage comes open and Austin falls, falls out. out. Wins the match. Which, if that doesn't sum up what Big Show's career becomes, a, a complete joke. <laughs> yeah, complete disaster. Uh, <laughs> because The Rock, the next night on Raw, was was bashing him like, like you know what, like you caused, yeah. you caused this to happen. And Vince is like, let's not point any fingers here. But he's like, he's obviously mad at Paul White. Yeah. Well. Uh, that also featured, you know, the Rock and Mankind, the, mm-hmm. the finish of their of their feud. Yep. And it, it, it created some classic moments because that's when the Rock started singing on commentary. Yeah. He, gra- he goes over there and he grabs the headset off of uh, JR. And he's like, listen here, King. He's like, the Rock is laying the smack down on Mankind. <laughs> and he's like... It looks like, he's like, you see the Mankind over there? It looks like a big monkey came down, took a crap, and <laughs> yeah, out came Mankind. mankind. <laughs> the Rock was so great when he used to do commentary like that. Oh, I love it. Uh, one time when he was facing Triple H, um, he got on the commentary. He goes, <laughs> here's a guy that looks like Tarzan, but he wrestles like Jane. <laughs> <laughs> he, had a, he had a moment one time where he starts singing. He grabs a mic. I don't remember who he was facing, but he was like, he's like, uh, you want to hear The Rock sing a song? And King's like, like oh, oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, taking this fool down to Jabroni Drive. <laughs> yes. He's like, checking him into the SmackDown Hotel. Hotel. And King's like, oh, man, that's platinum. Well, the King's like, The Rock can do it all. He can wrestle. He can commentate. He can even sing, JR. <laughs> and JR's just like, my God, let's get back to the match. You know how they was. 99, uh, which um, is my favorite king of all time. Oh, he was he was coming into his own too. Puppies, puppies were huge. Puppies became the big thing. It was because now we've got Sable, Deborah, Deborah, uh, Jackie's like she's still pulling the yeah. weight of, of the Ivory. of the division. Ivory, you yeah. know, had an introduction. Trish and Lita eventually come eventually later. Come later towards so, and Puppies were a big thing in his life, mm-hmm. and I, I just remember the classic moment of and I've, I've told you this before. Whenever they're on commentary. And the king is just going nuts about some special that they're going to run on on yeah. the Divas on, on cable, and it was such a huge moment. And Jr.'s like, Jr.'s like, we're trying to commentate a damn wrestling match here. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, you must be a lonely man, King. Is that all you do is watch cable? <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Uh, um, yeah, Jerry Lawler was red hot on commentary. God, the King um, was the best. He was. I mean. For a guy that had such a legendary career throughout Memphis and you know the AWA and stuff like that, oh, he, he held so many titles. Oh yeah, but man, 
his, his career is almost defined by his commentary because it was such classic. Oh yeah, I mean, he was the best commentator to me ever. He, he was. I mean, he he was just he was your he was your humor to settle you in for the night. I loved it. Him and Jr. worked perfect. Jr. was, but Jr. became humorous too. Oh yeah, he became very. Well, Jr. Humorous. became humorous and didn't even try to be. I mean, he did his lean government mule and scalded dog and uh the know. the night after because we're, we're gonna touch on mania 15 yeah we're gonna finish up touch on mania 15 one more thing on the commentary but before because he was such a big mcmahon supporter mm-hmm. um i just remember when they revealed the higher power which we'll touch we'll on touch in the next, on the next, next episode, episode yeah. and uh, obviously everyone knows that it eventually became vince, vince. Yeah. and vince uncovered himself and he's like it's me austin yeah and king is like what and, it's all and, shocked. And yeah. JR's like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> and King King is acting all shocked. Like, yeah. he, you know, and he's like, you all bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> and he's like, I made fools out of every damn one of you. And King's like, yeah, JR, you're a fool. <laughs> <laughs> After he just acts so shocked. Acting like he, he knew it all along. Well, I mean, you know. Like I said, we don't spend a lot of time on the commentary team, but it was a huge part of the Attitude Era. It was. I mean, Jr. and King really the, defined the Attitude Era as the voices of it. So many great moments. Because um, they, they, I mean, I've always said they was, you know, the best commentary team ever. By God Almighty, he's been broken in half. Which which their commentary team went through the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era. Oh, it was great I mean, it stuff. A, a long time because they worked so well together. Almost 10 years. Yeah, it was it was like a decade of Raw they worked together. Yeah. Almost. Um, but we're going into WrestleMania 15. Yes. Um, you know, we got the corporation with, you know, um, Rock, of course, the McMains. You got a few other people joining now, like Ken Shamrock, a few lame people yeah. joining the Boss Man comes back. Boss Man comes back. It's his ass beat by Taker at Mania. <laughs> Gets hung is, from a cell. Yeah, which is, I mean, it was an awesome moment, but it's probably Taker's least. Corporate ministry was was on the, was pretty much at full Full pace now, because mm-hmm. now you had the Alkalites, Midian, yeah, the Brood. Which is the right now? It's just the Ministry. Yeah, they haven't combined the yeah. corporate ministry. The yet. corporate ministry comes after Mania. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Triple H turns on DX at WrestleMania. Yeah, um, with X Pac, he was facing Shane and um, the your favorite boys, the Ministry Ministry Posse. Posse yeah. I love the Posse, man. <laughs> I, I think we should have a full episode just on. <laughs> The posse and their impact on the Attitude Era. So a five-minute podcast? Dude, the sweater vests were huge. <laughs> I love the, the Main Street Posse. The Main Street Posse was they, they was pretty cool. I remember me and my cousin as kids, we used to try to like comb our hair back like Pete Gas and stuff. Dude, uh, quick story. Pete Gas, shout out to Pete Gas, because one time I, I corrected Shane McMahon on Twitter, and he followed me. Uh, it was right after... Um... It was right after the Rumble, mm-hmm. I believe. Shane was there because he came back right, right. right before Mania. Mm-hmm. And he's like, never have we ever had uh, a, a Rumble that would produce a main event yeah. at Mania. Or something like that. Something along those lines. And when I went on Twitter and I said, no, that's not true. because, Or he said, the, there never had there ever been a Rumble winner go on and not main event mania and i said that's not true because your dad won the rumble and did main event mania (laughs) and pete gas followed me on twitter after that you know because i corrected him called him out 
And that was the, that was the highlight of my Twitter career. <laughs> but back to WrestleMania because we have Triple H turns heel. Yeah, turns heel, joins a corporation, and which didn't make much sense because he turned face again mm-hmm. later on and rejoined DX. And we'll touch on that in the next episode. Yeah. So he turns heel and joins the 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 corporation, mm-hmm. and he really starts coming into that. Well, our next episode will be very Triple H feature too because oh. that's when Triple H really starts to become a main his main event, event run in 2000 was yeah, phenomenal our next episode will cover up until like 2000 Wrestlemania a little bit beyond so he, Triple H is really coming into his own yes and we'll talk about that in the next episode but yeah he turns heel joins corporation um, and then um, of course um, Austin Rock at Mania 15 oh, the first of their series classic match uh, classic match but I, I'm always a little disappointed in people's views because they always view this as their least favorite match between Austin Rock I think it's because uh, see the the matches at 17 and 19 mm-hmm. were not Vince Russo produced there wasn't Vince Russo was a fan of quick matches. Mm-hmm. You know, bam, 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 well, 10, 10 match or ten minute match. Yeah, Vin, Vince Russo was very heavy on the, the storytelling, and his whole point of view was: look, our audience has a short attention span; mm-hmm. they don't want to watch something for twenty minutes yeah. or or thirty minutes unless it's something good. Matches just don't define it; mm-hmm. stories do. Yeah. So his thing was ten minute matches. And I think the match at Mania only went like 10, 15 minutes. I think it was like a 15-minute match. It was a no-holds-barred. It was a no-holds-barred match. But I, I always, um, I know a lot of my viewers will dis- our viewers will disagree, but I think this Your match. Your viewers. Our viewers. I All corrected right. it. You better correct that. I, I thought this match was better than their 17 match. Um, for, I loved it. For many reasons. Um, the 17 match, the ending just was <laughs> awful. Oh, man. We'll touch on that later, but. Their 15 match was very good. Um, it was very good. I really enjoyed it. And I think the reason a lot of people put it lower on their pedestal tool is The Rock was just becoming in his main event run. Too. Yeah, a lot of people backstage did not want they Rock to be in it. They didn't want The Rock in it. They wanted Mankind. They wanted Mankind in it. But The Rock was really, he was becoming the future. Yes. Along with Austin, who yes. already was. you know. Austin was the now and The Rock mm-hmm. was the future. Yeah. He was the real blue chipper. He was. Yeah, he really was. Um, Mania 15... Um, it's not my favorite WrestleMania, but it had some good moments. I, like I said, I like I like the Rock Austin match. Um, Mankind getting slammed through chairs, through was, chairs with oh, the Bake Show. Oh my yeah, god. god, that was awful. Yes, not only are you getting slammed through chairs, being a five hundred pound Bake Show landing on top of you, and um, and the fact that uh, the posse was there was just off the charts. Yeah, the, the posse. <laughs> Spock had to face them all. There's one. There's one moment that we're forgetting before we we tune out. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, the WrestleMania before or the Raw before WrestleMania? The beer truck. Oh yes, the shower, the shower beer truck. You yes, know, yeah. And he he Vince proclaims swimming in the beer. He's going to roll into Philadelphia, check into the SmackDown Hotel, mm-hmm. roll right into Room Three Sixteen, and burn it to the yeah, ground. Burn it to the ground. Yeah. And the rocks like who's in here you jabroni you think you're the great one but you're not so take that truck and drive it right back down <laughs> yeah. jabroni drive you take it right back to know your roll boulevard and then austin's just like starts start spraying him with yeah. beer but you got vince trying to swim in it oh my goodness <laughs> all the mad swimming and austin's just spraying him and then like vince is doing the doggy paddle like Oh my god! It was and great. and um, 
I mean, he was soaked in beer. He was. And, 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 oh, man, it was just like, that also, Vic King was like, what? Like, he spared him a beer! Yeah. Um, but that was uh, 99 overall, which we're going to touch more on the, the post-WrestleMania Yeah, after. we'll finish up 99 and go into 2000 and wrap up the Attitude Era in our next episode. But to close this episode out, like we said, WrestleMania was, it was a good oh, WrestleMania. It's great. It's I didn't think it was, I, I thought the year prior was a little better. I loved 15. Um, 15 was good. Um, but it was at the peak of the Attitude It was era. at the peak of the Attitude Era, and like you stated, it was more, at that time, it was more storytelling than very, wrestling based. Uh, 99 itself, uh, up until even even post Russo, mm. was a lot. It's still a lot of uh, Crash yeah, TV. It was, um, which we'll cover on the the change in writing style in the next episode because yeah. it's very important. It is. Uh, Crash TV was a lot of uh, story based segments, mm. um, a lot of uh, just off the wall, in yeah. your face type mm-hmm. of of material. And it was very, like, quick segments. It was. You know, yeah. promos were the longest thing. Matches, mm-hmm. and there was always run-ins. Always, always run-ins. an interference. Yeah, all, the, very seldom got a clean win unless it was, like, a pay-per-view match. Yeah. So, yeah. Raw was one big, like... But I liked I liked Crash TV because I felt like it... He really stepped in and created characters for everyone. And well, everyone had a purpose on the show. Well, that's the thing. And not to get off our topic of the Attitude Era, but I was telling you about this, like, we watched Raw Monday night. I mean, the show started out hot. You got McIntyre cutting a great promo. And then, then it you just, got Retribution yeah. interfered. And then... We really thought it was going to be good. I'm like, it's going to be a great episode. But then you get you come back and you got like Cedric Alexander out there. You're like, okay, I just lost my interest. Yeah. I mean, I think WWE needs to take Raw back to two hours and just... Oh, They yeah. need to get back to some of that Crash TV. They do. Build the storylines for the pay-per-view. They do. That's what they need to do, and they don't. But we're actually going to do a, a Raw review later tonight. Well, um, we'll do a Raw review. Um, we'll also have an episode coming up of SummerSlam. Yes. Because we'll cover SummerSlam, which yes. is next Sunday. on oh, the WWE Network for $9.99. There's your cheap plug, There's Vince. There's your cheap plug, Vince. Hope we get paid for that. But, um, <laughs> Probably not. not. He'll pay us in network subscriptions. Yeah. Well, that'd be okay, too. You know, but, um, Save a few months. Back to the Attitude Era. Finishing up, we'll have Attitude Era Part 3. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we'll throw in the bonus episode of a Raw review because I want to touch on Raw Underground. It's yes. getting better. It is. So it is, man. Big stuff. Big stuff happening on yeah. Raw Underground. But um wrap us up, man. Yes. We are going to uh later tonight we are going to do a raw review um after my church service. So uh Amen. Amen. So let's uh let's go ahead and wrap this up. We touched on ninety eight, ninety nine, mm-hmm. leading into WrestleMania fifteen. Yep. Austin McMahon takes off. There's a lot of stuff that happens, a lot of guys get elevated championship wins that you wouldn't believe like mankind it, it was just a great year overall um the next episode will touch on uh post wrestlemania 15 mm-hmm. into 2000 and 2001 yep. the end of the attitude era and we'll touch on stuff like the the rise of rock and and triple, triple h, h yeah. after austin's out for a year um yes austin goes out in late 99 he does he does he's out for a whole year but uh thanks for listening to this episode we'll get raw review on uh after this and um just tune in for our next episode you can listen to us on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and anchor podcast the only Only way way to to podcast. podcast um so thank you for tuning in and we'll see you soon